Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the king of the K-Fave kickflip, Mr. Lex Breaking the Lawson. Lex, how we living today? Hey, dude, we're living great today. Fucking fantastic weather finally in Nashville today. And if you saw my Instagram story, you might have saw me eat shit skateboarding today, uh, so I didn't do too good on the kayfabe stuff and the flipping. Did some little eat shit eating on the ass, but it wasn't oh, too bad. It woke me up. It was a good little good little boost in my lunch break. Great weather. Good wrestling to talk about. I am into it. I am into it. We had to make a little audible. We tried to schedule this show to where we're having, you know, current events versus nostalgia pretty much all the time. Every now and then we're going to get a nostalgia versus nostalgia show just because of the sake of scheduling and the way things worked out. And this week is that's what happened. We were really hyped to cover MLW Super Fight, but we thought that it was a pay-per-view. We didn't realize it was just a TV taping that they were making a big deal for the live crowd, which that's awesome. You know, I'm not trying to dog on uh, MLW, but I will say this. Until MOW is putting on pay-per-views, we're not covering them on the show. Sorry, guys. Love you to death. I wore the Alex Kane shirt in res- as yeah. out of respect. Yeah. Oh, out yeah. Of respect. Oh, everyone knows how much we love Alex Kane. Love him to death. And honestly, I like it, the idea of MOW. But guys, we got to watch a minimum of six hours of wrestling a week just for this show, let alone keeping up with AEW or, you know, if there is a decent storyline in NXT every now and then or N- NWA or GCW or whatever else. So, like, you know, we can't keep up with all of it. So until they start running pay-per-views... We, uh, we just can't cover them yet. But today, uh, since we had that horrific, probably the worst Elimination Chamber ever, you, you think so? I uh, Yeah, that's probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life when it comes to Elimination Chamber and the fact it's the fake chamber, too. Agreed, agreed. So we actually went a decade back. We went 10 years back to 2012, and we watched – we used – we called that Audible. It's going to be WWE Elimination Chamber 2012 versus – TNA's Destination X from 2007. So it's a 15-year versus a 10-year comparison here. I'm pretty excited about it. We were already planning on covering Destination X 2007. Um, you know what's really wild is that I've been listening a lot to the uh, the My World podcast with uh, Jeff Jarrett, right? Are you, are you a fan of that podcast? Of course. I love My World 100%. I'm a fan. So it's a, it's a really good one. They just covered Against All Odds in 2007. And it is kind of crazy how, like, there were so many more people watching the shows than watching the pay-per-views. I mean, some of them were talking like less than 10,000 people. So it's like, even now it's like, I wonder how many people have even seen these shows that we're covering. You know what I mean? So if you can tweet at us, let us know, were you watching TNA pay-per-views in 2007? Are you part of the, the few part of the few 10,000 there? I was, I know I definitely wasn't watching it. in 07 unless it was like, if I was flipping through stations and it happened to be on, then I'd be like, oh, I'll watch like a match of this. But I wasn't like actively keeping up with TNA at the time. Yeah, it's just crazy that you're I mean, your TV show is bringing in close to two million people. Like, I mean, ratings that AEW and WWE would kill for at this point. Um, and your pay-per-view is getting like 20,000 buys. Like, what is that? Like, that's awful. Like, that's just I don't know. That's that sucks. But what can you do? What can you do? I mean, honestly, in 2007, the track record of some of the shit they've done on pay-per-view and what they did on this one, I can understand why people don't want to buy them. And they'd rather just watch the free TV because it's free. That's totally true. Well, before we get into that show, uh, let's go to our favorite part of every episode. It's Wexley Spills the Tea. Fill me up, baby. 
Oh, we're going to fill you up real nice into the brim today. And I'll go ahead and start off with the most recent news. Vince McMahon just appeared on the Pat McAfee podcast yes. uh-huh. a little bit earlier before we did this. And he now has confirmed that he's going to induct The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame and confirmed that Pat McAfee will have a match at WrestleMania. He just doesn't have an opponent for him yet. And oh, the wow. rumor is, you know, he's going to be the guy he's going to face, Vince McMahon. So... I really don't know about that. Vince McMahon getting in the ring at this point in his career. I I think that's a bad move. Maybe it'll be Corey Graves. Or maybe he'll get uh, like Austin Theory since that's like his little. Yeah, I mean, that that could probably be pretty good, actually. I mean, McAfee seems pretty, pretty good bell to bell. I mean, we've we've got a very small sample size, but that match with Adam Cole was really good. I mean, really, really really good. (laughs) Maybe Vince could work in a tag match. Yeah, possibly. But who who would McAfee tag with? I mean. He's kind of NXT guy. He's a, you know, since he has the whole connection there, many people, Pat McAfee, he has a connection. Pete Dunn, maybe they had that little uh, stable there for a while. Yeah, there we go. You, you, yeah, exactly. Pete Dunn. That'd be a great tag team match. Pete Dunn and McAfee yeah. versus I'm Theory and McMahon. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking insane. Uh, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. All right. Moving on along, uh, former WWE talent, uh, current AAA wrestler, former UFC heavyweight champion, Kane Velasquez is charged with attempted murder. Yeah, San Diego. I saw he that. tried Crazy. to shoot some. Yeah, tried to shoot this guy who apparently molested some younger family member of his. But then he accidentally he missed him and shot the guy's dad. Mm. And yeah, you can't just go out shooting people. And yeah, I that's mean, I, I I agree with the cause. Yeah, you can't but you can't shoot him. You can't just go out there shooting people. I mean, and he's a, he could. Why didn't you just go beat the guy up? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's I mean, your maybe UFC heavyweight that champion. So I mean, bad. I mean, it's a very serious situation that he's had to yeah, go ahead and sure. get the strap. He said, for "Get sure. the strap." He didn't even fuck. No questions asked. But uh, yeah, so I don't think he's going to get out of jail for a while. So yeah, I, good luck, not. To you, Kane. Good luck. Uh, probably not. He's probably going to get about fifteen or so for that. Oh, what else we got on the list there? Uh, other big news: Triple H. Triple H. Um, you know, he's been dealing with his heart stuff or whatever. Yeah. And he's basically said that he's probably never likely to wrestle again due to that heart condition. And he just got another blow. His right hand assistant, top executive, Lisette Pineda, who held the position of manager of global talent strategy for basically, you know, their whole global NXT yeah. domination that he was trying to do, and that was like his right hand executive in the company, and they just let her go. So. I feel like not wow. not very good news for Paul lately. It's crazy, Just, man. It's crazy. It's like he has this heart issue, and then the entire future that we all thought of for the WWE is now completely erased. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. How Everyone that dreamed that you know Vince was going to die or yeah, retire and was going to take over, hand it off to Triple H, yeah. and he was going to take That's it over. That's not happening now. Like that. Like, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh no, he'll still run it. He's just not going to." Re- like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. That with a serious health condition, it's probably going to be permanent. Like, you can't, you're not, no. Like, it's going to go to Stephanie, yeah. But, I mean, Stephanie, what? God forbid, without Triple H? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know about the booking on that side. Yeah, it's very questionable. Yeah, very questionable decision. Not that it's been great there. recently, but, you know. But uh, so good news. Uh, one of my favorite, actually, probably my favorite WWE wrestler, Finn Balor, is the new U.S. champ. He dethroned Damian Priest after his like almost 300 something day reign. Do you think this is a sign of good things to come for Finn Balor? Or is it going to be one of those stupid two week pushes that always happens with the WWE? I mean, I think that 
um, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura is still the Intercontinental Champion, right? Yeah. Or is it Sami Zayn now? No, it is Sami Zayn because Nakamura. Yeah, he, Sami Zayn beat him on that tape SmackDown, so it is Sami Zayn again. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean, nobody cares about those titles. It, it's just. So it's, do you think the mid card titles are just basically? I don't even think they're mid card no titles anymore. No prestige in WWE. I don't think even yeah. I don't even think they're mid card titles anymore. I think that they're pre-show dark match title. I mean, they're just not, no one cares about those titles right now. And it sucks. Hopefully, hopefully after they do this, uh, you know, title uh, unification thing that they become more important again. I agree. I agree. And maybe that's what, what, maybe that's what they need to do. WWE championship. And we need the intercontinental championship. We need those two titles and that's it. That's it. That's all you need. All right. And we don't uh, need we don't need a, a divided brand split either. I hate that shit. Like, first of all, we have AEW now too. You already have competition. We don't need a brand split. It's, and it's the too fact much. is, there's never truly a brand split because people yeah. show up on both shows anyways. They it. always make up some stupid wild card it. rule or superstar invitational, and there's like yeah. only this many, and they break it immediately. It's just yeah. fucking Women, dumb. Women's championships needed to be blended. Tag team championships need to be blended. We got to stop doing this, man. It's ridiculous. Condense it down, but uh, make yes. it more prestigious. Yes. Uh, all right. One of the last uh, big things in news for WWE is they just went ahead and shut down the network in Russia. Mm. Shut it down altogether. Well, I mean, for wow. obvious reasons. But uh, they seem to love uh, that blood money from Saudi Arabia, though. So I really don't know where their morals quite lie. But yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it for like some to look good for somebody else to yeah, make somebody so, else probably. happy. I don't think Vince think truly so. cares, to be honest. Oh, I highly doubt that he cares. Exactly. Yeah, I highly doubt, yeah. I highly doubt that he cares. For sure. All right, well, there's. I wonder if he cares about this, though. The big, big, big fucking news that ROH is now all elite. Tony Khan has bought Crazy. the company. Crazy. He Crazy. Bought the what if this thing. whole thing is a work with Cody, too? What if Cody comes in and it's the invasion storyline, and he's like, uh-uh-uh, not so fast. I actually bought the company. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that would be awesome, and they could— it would. They could work it right because they know what not to do now from WWE's fucking – I don't know what, what you want to call yeah. it. Just a f- big fuck up when it came to the Invasion storyline. Yeah. And they've already kind of teased something that you predicted. They're going to use ROH going forward as more of like their developmental territory. Yeah, which I yeah, – which, but, but I mean, it, And it's going to be kind of like the old NXT was where yeah. – You'll have some of these former Ring of Honor guys on the main roster who were big names you know, go and do a run down in Ring of Honor. It's going to be dark in elevation. It's going to be those two shows. It's just going to be Ring of Honor instead. And they might change yeah, the setup. They'll probably be, change I think the setup. More akin, I think it'll be better, though, than dark and elevation are now. I think it'll be like akin to like how NXT used to be because you'll have the bigger names on there. And I'm sure, I mean, they're still running Super I don't know. Card I don't think Honor. you're going to have the bigger bigger names. I mean, I think you'll like you'll probably start off with like Jonathan Gresham and like. Oh, well, Jericho's already teased doing a run and wanting to do a Ring of Honor once wants to go for the world title. So. Ugh. Okay. All I'm saying is they're I think they're gonna still treat it with prestige. It's not gonna be even though it's developmental, like I said, it'll be like the NXT where it was developmental. Yeah. You still got guys who literally can build their careers up just like how many people have built their careers from Ring of Honor. Like yeah, I hear it's you. the ultimate developmental territory if you think about it. I hear you. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm also just what I'm honestly most excited about is for the potential for a, an AEW streaming platform. Um, and adding all that content from ring of honor. I mean, that's, a t- I mean, it's God, that's 20 years worth of content. That's there's already I rumors mean, going on that, uh, you know, since they're owned by Warner media, there's going to be a HBO max streaming deal. that's going to include something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'd be down to pay an extra, you know, eight bucks a month or whatever to, cause I already have, 
HBO Max to just to pay and have like the AEW wing of it or whatever. I think that would be very cool. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think that this is a positive thing for the business, to be honest with you. Um, and I think it's a positive thing for AEW. And I think it's a negative thing for WWE. I think that this makes I think when you start slimming it down to just being like, I mean, realistically, there's three small companies and there's two big ones, you know, it's like there's NWA, there's GCW, there's impact. Those are the three ones. Impact is kind of the ringleader of the really smalls. And then there's, oh, and then there's MLW as well. So it's like, but it's like impact is like the ringleader of the smaller companies. And then now there's AEW and WWE. I mean, there's a big jump between like AEW is more like the stopgap between the, the smalls and the big, like there's still a massive massive gap between WWE and AEW. But I think AEW is slowly closing in on that gap, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And honestly, I think this is like like you said, a huge get for them. Even though there are a lot of casual WWE fans are out there talking like, oh, it's a dying dead company. Who cares? But like for wrestling fans who watch AEW, like this is amazing. This is exactly what we want. Yeah. We don't care that it's a company that is on hiatus. It's not dead. We know what the fuck's going on because I bet half of these people will say that haven't even watched Ring of Honor probably ever. If they have, it's probably only been like recently right before it went out. But, dude, I'm definitely excited to – I think it's going to be awesome. Just uh, It's just going to build more – I mean, dude, competition builds better wrestling. Even though lately WWE hasn't been doing anything that good, which I don't understand with all this competition. But hopefully somebody will get it together. We'll get it moving in the right direction over there. Yeah, you know, totally. I mean, I don't want to hate WWE. I don't want to talk shit about them, but when they right. do bullshit, you gotta you gotta call, I them, call out them out. On it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just like we're gonna call out a lot of stuff here on, woo, probably one of the most. Uh, I don't know. It's not the worst TNA pay per view that we've ever no, watched. Definitely but, not. Definitely not. There's some good, there's uh, some good stuff still, on here. Good stuff, but there's still some pretty whack stuff too. Oh, it's, there's uh, a lot of whack. Definitely stuff very yeah. interesting. I'll say that. Very interesting. It is interesting. So without further ado, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Today's show is TNA Destination X 2007 versus WWE's Elimination Chamber from 2012. Let's jump right into our Wayback Machine, go 15 years back to TNA Destination X. Uh, the production package for like the marquee matches was actually a pretty decent quality. I thought the, the promo package and production package leading into the show was pretty good. I mean, it was definitely like a 2007 vibe, but like for that era... I thought it was good for what it was. Yeah, I really like the narrator that they have on a lot of their stuff in this era. That really deep, uh, I don't know, he's got that really good movie trailer voice. Right, right. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, And the first match here is LAX versus Team 3D for the TNA NWA Tag Team Championships. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a hot way to kind of start off the show. It's like, it's got big, like, WWF hardcore match vibes, in my opinion. Um, not really in the worst way, but not in a great way either. Um, it really wasn't my style, but I thought it was worked well, um, for what it was. The crowd absolutely loved it. Um, and it was a good brawl, uh, until it kind of became like the Royal Rumble for a minute. Like, uh, it's like both teams just had games and that fought and then like went back and then it went back to being a regular match, which was, I don't know. It was a whirlwind. It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't good either. I gave it two beers overall. Um, what did you think about LAX versus team 3d? So yeah, this match, it was called the ghetto brawl. And I was like, yeah, all right, it just looks yeah. like a regular brawl. I doesn't, I don't know what makes it ghetto. And then yeah. when they brought in the street thugs and Pac-Man Jones came in the ring for no reason that, that I was just like, all right, that's what makes it ghetto. Cause you know, Pac-Man Jones loved to hang out in the hood, even though he was rich. 
Yeah. He did a lot of he did a lot of fun, questionable stuff in Tennessee. So yeah, that's definitely what made it the ghetto where I was Pac-Man Jones. And yeah, I mean, like you said, great just like crowd pleasing match. Yeah. It just got people hyped up. Like yeah. it wasn't a technical masterpiece. It wasn't even like anything to write home about because it was, I mean, homicide and Hernandez. I mean, they just did some cool dives and some big weapon spots and like table spots, but like that's about it. And Bubba just looks like such a generic motherfucker in this era. He just jeans and a t-shirt. Like Devon looks all badass and Bubba just looks so fucking lame. And yeah. Johnny Rods just looks so so cheesy out there. But it was still fun. And yeah, I still like that Pac-Man Jones is there. Got that Tennessee Titan stuff. And that brawl, all that shit at the end was just too much. So yeah, I only went two and a half beers. Yeah, it was not uh, not great at all. Crowd loved not it, though. Crowd all. fucking was great. And it was way better than LAX, uh, LAX and the VKM, the Voodoo Ken Mafia. The crowd actually liked that match, but fuck. Yeah, it was better, I would say, than that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but let, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the rest of the craziness oh. here. Uh, we did get JB kind of running through the card, and then, like, Young Rhino got some promo time, too. Uh, it was kind of quick and to the point. It was okay. Um, today and West kind of give us the rundown of the rest of the card. And then, uh, the next match here is James storm and Jackie versus PD Williams and Gail Kim in a double bull rope match. Um, yeah, so that's two so far. I just want to, I just want to make sure we're keeping score here. That's, that's the second match. That's the second giving match, right? So just, just want to make sure we're keeping score here. That's two um, for two, two for two. Uh, big miss on the Confederate flag on Jackie's hat. That definitely did not age well at all. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Just not good. None of this was very good. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm always on the fence about James storm, but I can definitely tell you that in 2007, he was not good enough to be in this position. Just period as a singles wrestler. Um, and the rope breaks in a bull rope match just killed me like that. I didn't understand that at all. Uh, match sucked. It wasn't good. I give it a half a beer. Where you at on it? Yeah, literally have almost some of the same notes as you. I just have, yeah, Jackie wearing a rebel flag cowboy hat. That's sure an odd sight to see. Uh, rough, did, rough, yeah, rough. didn't age well. Doesn't really quite make any sense either. Just cause they're said she's the pride of Tennessee. Get her a Tennessee cowboy hat. Those are easy to find, but, yeah. uh, and they're fucking from Nashville, whatever fucking stupid. But yeah, what match is pretty bad, bad gimmick. It was just Agreed. fucking stupid. Yeah, not good at all. I didn't like it at all. I gave it a beer for their effort because, you know, they, they took some bumps. They did some shit, but it was just dumb. Yeah, speaking of dumb, uh, Scott Steiner cuts a promo back here, and that's always dumb. But um, it's funny, at least. I at least love laughing at that. I'll say that. It's at least yeah. humorous. And then Christian, like, slides in, like, he's Marty McFly asking Doc for help. Like, he's just, like, way overacting and just like, oh, oh what, what am I going to do? It was just, it was not good. It was just a little, little too cheese for me. Uh, Christian is better than that. You're better than that, Christian. Come on now. Not, not, not a good segment. Uh, I literally typed TNA LOL. Like it's just, uh, <laughs> it is what it is there. Uh, the next match here is Austin star versus Sinchi. It's a cross face chicken wing match. So that's three for three, three for three. We're three for three guys taking score there. Three for three gimmick matches, three for three silly stipulations. I, I wanted it to be better. Um, but it really wasn't. Um, I guess I've seen these guys in better matches. Austin just kind of cheese sold like over the top sold like the whole match and it suffered because of it. Match was way too long too. felt really drawn out. 
Um, you know, and then of course, Austin Aries does the job. So that's probably why he was selling like an asshole. Um, he kind of has that reputation nowadays. Anyway, uh, it didn't click, um, should have been awesome. And it was just about passable. And that was it. Also gave it two beers. That's where I was at with it. Um, where are you at on it? Okay. Yeah. I kind of had some of the same notes as you. Like it just, this is bad booking. It doesn't make sense to put these guys in a fucking submission match. I get the Bob Backlund storyline, yeah. but like, but it was fucking stupid. They did not need this at this time. And I mean, like the work itself was like crisp. I mean, there was not really any fuck ups. I know, like you said, Austin Aries was doing some of that ridiculous selling. I mean, I know uh, Loki's known to have a bad attitude. Was this just like the battle of the bad attitudes? Yeah, it must be. Like this guy didn't want a job and this guy didn't want a job. So it was yeah. just they were doing some stupid bullshit. But it could have, like you said, it could have been a really good match. It just, this gimmick really hindered it. So I only went two and a half beers also. So yeah, my number one and my number three have the same rating so far. Cause same, same. Yep. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat on that. Uh, let's keep it rolling here then, man. Uh, we got to check in on the poll for who the audience thinks might win the world title match. Um, it's 2007 and it's not like 2022. So I get that at this point, the engagement is a new concept. Um, so and I'm text I was, message thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I get this. Like they're trying something new. I think this is actually before WWE is really doing it too. And I was like, that's cool. Points for that, for sure. Um, Styles got a promo, and he's at his most Southern at this point. Pure cheese promo. Just Dude, not not good. All I could think about was the gay community when I heard him. Because oh. he's just because of that same fucking Southern draw. And the, my Jesus, my Jesus. Oh. Yeah, he's just. He's, uh, he's not far removed from that era. No, he's definitely. He's definitely not not too far removed. Um God, it it just keeps getting worse here, though, man. Uh, the next the next match on the card is VKM versus uh, the surprise entrance of Christy Hemi. Christy Hemi comes down and introduces the Heartbreakers because I feel like no one knew who they were. They weren't over. No one cared. It's like they might as well. She might as well just have introduced like the Brooklyn Brawler and Dukes that jumped Sir Drosy or something as like the other tag team. There's no heat there. Um, and Billy Gunn, like, is probably the most sexist promo of all time. And also, like, he's the face here, which is really weird, like, super weird. Um, yeah, it just wasn't good, man. It was a rough pay-per-view so far, this this far into it. This match was really bad, super botchy. Um, man, the cup and, like, the spank spot was ugh, just was really bad. Yeah, the whole match was, yes, embarrassing. Also, yeah, I don't, I mean, VKM just being the baby faces, plus the ending was just so, so poorly executed. Negative two beers for me. Really bad, embarrassingly bad. Hated it. Negative two beers. Where are you at on it? I also hated it. I just didn't go negative. I just gave it a dud. No, I hated it. Oh, I mean, Worse I didn't hate it. It was fucking Worse stupid. Like, there was, like, so much wrong with this match. So much. Like you said, yeah. the heart, the heartbreakers. And also, like, I didn't know who the fuck these people were. I was like, all right, they look like, you know, like big jack guys, but who the fuck are they? I looked them up. They had like a very, very brief run in WWE and mostly worked Sunday night heat. Like no one like this is what people talk about when they said TNA would literally sign anybody from WWE. And this is a prime example. Yeah. Who the fuck were these guys? They never had a match after this. They were never seen again after this match. No, like that. That was it. That's awesome. Good than it's just it was bullshit. Like, how is the big surprise going to be a team that no one's ever heard of? It was just yeah. fucking d- dumb. This is the worst version of the New Age Outlaws, whatever you want to call them. James Agreed. Gang, Voodoo yeah, King yeah, Mafia. Yeah. yeah. 
like Road Dog just is out of shape. Billy Gunn, like not good. It's just bad, just bad. And they got a really horror, horrible, like create a wrestler generic theme song. It's just like you know, just you know exactly that generic guitar riff. It's just yeah. Not good at it all. It sucks. Dud, let's move it on to actually probably one of the better matches on the fucking card. Oh, match of the night for sure. Before we get to that, though, it's Christian Cage uh, and Abyss. They get a promo, and it's uh, easily the this is easily the worst TNA show that we've covered on on this podcast so far. Um, and we've covered some some duds, some stinkers, and this is the worst one for sure. Um, yeah, so um, Jerry Lynn and Chris Saban actually got a solid production package, which I thought was awesome. It felt kind of like an old-school UFC promo package, too, which makes sense because they were on Spike and whatever. But, like, I thought it was really well done. Um, and then, yeah, so technically, I would say that the VKM Heartbreakers match, since it was the surprise, is kind of like a gimmick match because it's the surprise opponent, right? I mean... Let's say four for four. So we're four for yeah, four. We'll say four for four because there was a special stipulation thing, like a surprise opponent. So four yeah, four on sip so far. And Jerry Lynn versus Chris Saban is a two, two out of three out of balls. Three. <laughs> Although I will say for wrestling, for the two good wrestlers on the, on the show, um, this is a good match for them to be in. And it proved to be the case for sure. This match definitely saved the whole show to me. Match was an absolute banger. I loved it. This is the best of this roster at the time. The best of this time period in TNA. Great fast-paced, high-impact spots paired with, like, slower selling. Like, big, 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 fast, 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 pow, 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 boom, big bump, and they just lie there and let the crowd soak it up and breathe in. And, like, that just – it's really well done, I think. That's the best way to do this style. Um, Awesome match, man. I really miss this Chris Saban, too, with a little bit more meat on his bones. Um, This felt a little – he just seemed stronger here. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic match. Great shit. Uh, the post match was weird, but it didn't really hurt the match. So I went, I, I went four and a half beers on this one. I really, really enjoyed it. Four and a half beers for me. Okay. I was really, I was almost right there with you, dude. I went just four, not four and a half. That's right. And the only thing that really fucked it up was that part in the beginning where the crowd was distracted by something yeah. else, like during the first yeah, fall something going on in the crowd. Yeah. And it just, it took it away from me. Cause I just kept looking. I, I wanted to know what was going on. Cause everyone was so excited. I was like, the fuck's going on here. But once that, after that, and like the first fall, like it really, they really got it back into it. Got the crowd into it. Cause the crowd was fucking wild for this one. And like you said, it was like that classic X division style. Like they were talking about it. Jerry Lynn, he'd like be selling from like a big move. And they're like, Oh no, Jerry Lynn looks like he's down. Then he'd get up and just go boom, boom, boom. Like two or three big moves. And they both just lay down, sell for like a little bit longer. It was just fantastic. I really love like the air raid crash reversal from the pile yeah. driver. Dude, yeah, that was cool. Great. And uh, even, the fake cool sting, even the fake sting Christopher Daniels thing wasn't bad. And he looked really badass with that beard and the little thing on yeah. his eye. That was a look. That on last, his eye. Yeah, that's cool. Really long. I was like, yeah, that's I was like, oh, man, you kind of should have kept that for a while. But that was not, he almost had that perk angle pre perk. angle. I feel like I feel like there was a thing with him. Like, didn't Raven come back shortly around this time, too? And like there was like a Raven and Christopher Daniels thing because Raven yeah, was like it actually doing knows it, there like, some Raven posters thing. in the background on a few yeah. of the, uh, interviews. I feel like that's why he stopped doing it after that. But that's fine. Either way. I mean, whatever. But yeah, he he straight up looked like he had that pre-perk angle thing going on, like with the bald head and the, the beard. Yeah, it looked good. Looked before, good. It was good. Before, good but if you want to, I mean, dude, yeah. So the next match uh, is also, let's just, just go ahead and I'll let you uh, introduce it. Yeah, well, before we get to the match, we had Jim Cornette getting some promo time oh, in the back. God. And he offered, he offered Christy Hemi a secretary job because that's uh, – 
That's not he sexist said, either. He said, can you take dictation? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah, yeah, it was pretty yikes for sure. I did like the production package for the Elevation X structure. Very cool to see. The Styles Rhino package was good as well. Um, so the next match here is AJ Styles versus Rhino in an Elevation X match. So we are six for six with gimmicks. Yes, um, six for fucking six. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen – both these guys are great, especially at this time, too. Rhino's in his prime. AJ Styles is AJ Styles, period. He's always been great bell to bell. Problem is, this isn't a match. It's not a wrestling match. It's a brawl. Um, and to be honest, it's really a scaffold match. Like, And so even it's like it can't – I don't know. They tried to get the crowd involved, and they did a great job. Like For it being a scaffold match, they did a pretty good job. They did everything that you could do and make it work. They took a couple bumps up there. They, they you know – AJ hiding like in the X and having the crowd kind of give Rhino pointers was that was a good spot. Like that worked out well for the live show. The production team constantly switching camera angles helped. Like if you were watching this live on pay-per-view too, to kind of keep some of that excitement going. So I think that this one was executed the best out of, out of the gimmick matches thus far. But that being said, I feel like both these guys would have had a much better wrestling match. So I went dead center on it. I just gave it three beers. Cause I was like, look, they did their absolute best. If I like this compared to any other scaffold match is easily the best one. I mean, there's no way around it. Like this is better than any other scaffold match I've seen. So, um, yeah, I, I went right down the middle. Three beers for me. AJ Styles versus a uh, Rhino and Elevation X. Where are you at on it? Hey, I agree with some of the things that you said. You know, the, the little AJ hiding part that was really cool. I've never really seen that spot, and I'm sure that was just something they thought of. They thought it looked cool and. The powder, just the extra, the few little extra things they did to add to it, just because you can only do so much being that high off the ring on a little area. They just, like you said, it was a scaffold match in the shape of an X. I can't rate a gimmick like this too high, so I only went two and a quarter beers on it, and I'm glad it didn't drag on too long. And AJ Styles just looks so devastating with the neck brace on and the powder on his face just laying there. Like they did a good, they did a good job selling just how horrible and fucked up it was. So. Yeah. Like you said, production really helped this match a lot. But these just when it's a gimmick match like this, like I just they didn't I don't know. I can't rate it too high as a wrestling match. That's fair. That's fair. I just went I went three. I, I felt like the middle was fine because I felt like production and gimmick was good and like the work was as good as it could be for the situation. So that's I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. you we're, we're, I'm not a, I'm not far off. Let's let's keep it rolling here. We got a package for Steiner and Angle. Uh, production was okay on that one. It's kind of one of the m- worst uh, packages, production packages on the show. Uh, the angle prom- promo like that he cut was really good. Um, very, very well done. Kurt Angle is he's twacked out for sure, but he's cutting really good promos. Um, and the match here is Scott Steiner versus Kurt Angle. It's hard hitting. To me, this is literally the reverse of AJ Styles and Rhino. Like, they made the best of what they could with a match that wasn't a match, and production really helped. Production was all over the place and missed a lot of bumps in this match. And also, they didn't... I mean, Kurt Angle did his best, but Scott Steiner sucks. Scott Steiner's always been trash. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Scott Steiner's always been trash. The Steiners are a good tag team, but they're an overrated tag team. Like, I, I've never thought Scott Steiner was anywhere near being a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, ever. I've never understood why he was in the main event. Never made sense to me. Oh, God, Angle took a couple real cringy bumps there on, like, because of it, too. Just not not good, man. Not a good match. I, I went two beers on this one. It was below average to me. Did not like it. Where are you at on it? 
I have the exact same rating as you. Chicken dinner of the night so far. Yes. Two beers, and I agree with what the crowd chanted at the end of the match. That was weak. That was weak because the finish was literally the most goddamn so weak. weak finish I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. They were setting up. It was the top borderline. It was borderline Undertaker and Hulk Hogan from Judgment Day in Nashville, like that oh, weakest, yeah. like fall down choke slam. <sighs> no, dude, it was not. It was worse than that because no. it was a botch from Steiner. They could. I don't know why they didn't just like do something else for the finish because that was a complete botch. Like, go for the sunset flip, then Steiner's grabbing the second rope. Rope. He holds it for like three seconds, and then they go for the pin very slow. And I was just like. Are you fucking kidding me? After Kurt Angle just got dropped on his head from a botched uh, angle slam from Steiner, like the match ends like this. Terrible. Well, terrible. Then I know like they say Scott Steiner has the amateur background that never translated well into wrestling for him. No, it did not. And I literally have some of the same notes. In my opinion, Scotty is the best as a tag guy. That's oh, it. always. Like, yeah. A tag guy. He should never be a, a good tag wrestler. Team. And I like his personality that he had as a singles wrestler. If he could just do that in a tag team, it could have worked. Because I loved his big bad booty daddy, the world's largest arms. It's funny as shit to me. It's dumb. But he's not a singles guy. He can't carry a match. No, not at all. Not at all. And this match sucked. I mean, especially Kurt Angle tried, but yeah. It was weak, just like the crowd said. Weak, weak. Weak sauce. Weak sauce for sure. And so the and no, and if you want to be Correct about this. This was actually billed as a grudge match. So technically, yes, this was billed as a grudge match between Angle and Steiner. So that is technically a gimmick. So uh, what are we, six for six? Is that where we're at? No, this one. Oh, yeah, I guess so. A grudge match. Is yeah, that six so matches? Seven. That's grudge seven ma- for seven. A grudge match is some type of gimmick. That's seven they, didn't just seven. Call it, they didn't just say they're having a, a match. They said it was I a feel like match. that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Saying a grudge match. Because, I mean, grudge matches are most pay-per-view matches. You know what I mean? They're blow-offs for feuds. So, yeah, I don't think know. About when you universe mode on the WWE game, still, grudge out matches of, for it's out of nine match matches. Serious. Out of nine matches, seven of them, seven are gimmick matches. That's insane. So far. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. There's seven total. Oh, because the next match is another gimmick match. It is. So absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. Is there a promo it before is. this one? It is, yeah. So- Samoa Joe got a really solid promo. Oh, yeah, Christian yeah. He Cage. did put a good-ass it was, promo. It was a really good promo there. Uh, Samoa Joe's like work on the mic in this era is underrated, too. Like I know everyone knows that he was good in the ring, but people forget about how great of a promo he was. Hey, solid work for sure. promo, I think. I agree. I agree. I don't think – yeah, I agree. I know some people would disagree, but I think that – I think Joe's always been really good on, on, on the stick. Um, no homo. Uh, then we get a package for Abyss and Sting in a last rights match. Uh, holy shit, man. Just so much, so many gimmicks. Gimmicks, <sighs> gimmicks galore. It's a casket match, essentially, with just extra cheese on it because there's like a, a lifted thing that comes down from the from the rafters. And so they added like, it's like a Sting Undertaker. This, sh- this is what the Sting Undertaker match should have been. Like a casket from the rafters match. Like that would have been cool. But anyway, it's Abyss. Um, it was way too much blood, honestly. Like Sting got, like got a gusher early on, and it hurt the match. Like this was an instance where like there was so much blood that I was like, uh, this like they need to go home. Like it would just they they needed <laughs> they 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 need to cut, wrap it up. And the tombstone spots were so ho- like so hokey to me. It oh. just it's just so much cheese, uh, and it was too much blood for such a cheesy match. I think if that makes sense. 
Um, then they like ruin the casket with a choke slam. And so Sting has to like lay on top of it, holding the pieces over top just to make the finish work. It was just, I don't know, dude, either way, it wasn't long. So that helped, but it was still below average. Uh, but I did think it was actually better than I bet better than it, than like the VKM match. So I, I went two and a quarter beers. I just gave it literally a swig more, um, because the actual bell to bell wasn't bad. It was just kind of hokey. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at on it. Where are you at on Abyss versus Sting here? I fucking hated this match. <laughs> I thought the stipulation was fucking dumb. I mean, that's it started funny. off like a nice normal match. Like the work rate wasn't bad. But once that candle busted Sting's head open, it just went downhill from there. Yeah, you were out. It just yeah. fucking went south very quickly. Uh, when Abyss called for the fucking casket, you heard fire Russo chants just like reverberating throughout the whole arena because obviously this was his fucking idea. Like you said, the tombstone spots were horrible. When he, he when he broke a tombstone with a baseball bat, like that's just yeah. What? No, it's super hokey. Like you could have did a cinder block or something else better that would make that look more realistic. And I get this for the fucking spot for the match, but bad. So it was cheap. Probably wouldn't even concrete. It was really shitty cheap concrete. It was bad. Just, I've never liked Abyss. I've never liked his work. So maybe I'm being a little biased. I just think he sucks. But so that just made this even worse for me. I gave this thing a half a beer. I thought, oh my god, wow, okay. I thought it was such a weak crash through the tombstone from Abyss. Like, and just like we said, the blood hurt this. Yeah. And in the next show we're gonna cover, there was a match that would have benefited from blood, but this is like the opposite. This is a match that's like. It's just too much yeah. for the cheese. And like the candles were like plastic fake bullshit. Like it just, I agree. You could tell that didn't bust them open. Yeah. <sighs> TNA 07. Like when people talk about TNA doing TNA shit, this is the prime definition this, of this TNA not, yeah. out TNAing themselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. Uh, let's keep it rolling here, man. Let's wrap up this uh, Destination X 2007. We got a production package for Joe and Christian. It was really good stuff. Then we got a weird Islander entrance for Joe, and I really wasn't a fan of that. I don't know. I just feel like that was a little miss. Yeah, I've me. never seen that before. That was kind of just. Yeah, I, mean, uh, not, I don't think that, Joe's not the kind of guy. Yeah, that's not. That's no, he's not a killer. He, does, he doesn't yeah. care about any of that stuff. Yeah, he's not. I mean, that's not. Uh, yeah, it, it is what it was. Um, so the match here is actually dope, though. It's Christian Cage versus Samoa Joe. For the NWA TNA Heavyweight Championship, um, it was hard hitting, dude. The bumps were really solid. The striking was super snug. Like they were wrestling very strong style in this match. Both of them, I felt like Christian kind of uh, to the smart marks to people like us who dissect matches. Like this one is like him, and I re- kind of remember him around this time being like he's still the WWE guy. Kind of he still wrestled guys like Ken Shamrock and these other like WWE kind of guys and i think that this was some kind of saying like hey i can stand i can throw i can throw snug spots too you know um and he did i thought it was very good the crowd brawling was even pretty good which is rare that i enjoyed that but i thought it was good i will say that i, I still think that lynn and saban was match of the night uh but this one was very close uh, i really liked it a lot some very solid false finishes and really great selling thought it was a solid main event i went four beers uh i gave saban and, and lynn four and a half so Four beers on this one. Very, very good match. Um, if you are looking for two matches to watch off of a show, I'd say, you know, Samoa Joe versus Christian Cage is one to watch. And then Chris Saban versus Jerry Lynn is the number one to watch. Uh, what did you think about this main event, though, Joe and uh, Christian? Another chicken dinner. Four beers, which is the exact same rating I gave the Saban and Jerry Lynn match. I thought these were equal, but on different levels, different types of matches. And so who is your match of the night of the two, then? If you have oh, the two. One. 
if I had to pick one, I'll go with this one just because it had really? a okay. bigger, it had a bigger story, a bigger feel. Like that's fair. That's the energy fair. in the crowd, like it had that big fight feel, that big title match. Like everybody yeah. was really into all the, like lots of good false finishes, good like near falls, double downs, like just lots of yeah. good. Just yeah, it was great. Like like you said, very stiff, like and tight. All the work was great. I love uh, Joe just uh, standing out of the way from the sunset flip power bomb. Yeah. Just, like I just love little subtle shit like that. It's just great. And dude, Joe, like with the like such sick submission transitions, like smooth too. Like when you wouldn't even just ah, it's just so great. And I hope to see Joe be a part of the new R R. Uh, I hope to see Joe a part of the new R O H when it comes back. To be honest, some capacity whether he's that would be very cool. I agree. Like even if, if he was like the G, if he was like the William Regal essentially of it, yeah, like or something. Or William Regal, that's a guy who could be fucking. Ooh, yeah, but like, don't want to go uh, too Regal far. Regal running Ring of Honor? What? Exactly. That'd be so He'd good. He'd be a good booker, but not to go too far off of the rabbit hole. We'll get back off the trail. But dude, yeah, I like the finish. Very unique finish. Cool little thing with the heel, but, but ah, good stuff there. Yeah. Not, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't too dirty of a finish to where it was just like, uh, it was nice. It worked the ref behind the back, and it was, a, I just liked it. Good. Four beers. I agree. You should go watch this match. Probably one of Christian's better TNA matches that he had during his run. And I just thought it was really funny during this era. His jacket, the logo looked like the Lugs logo for his name. <laughs> nice. It just reminded me of the Lugs commercials that used to come on during Raw. Love it. I love They're it. Sponsored love it. by Lugs. Sponsored by Lugs. Overall, the show kind of sucked. Uh, there were two really good matches on the show, but the rest were so bad that I would be like, you know, if it's a if it's a stream or skip, I'm going with a skip on this one. You don't really need to watch uh, Destination X. There are, I mean, Jerry Lynn and Chris Saban have had a banger for sure, but they've had, I'm pretty sure most of the time they wrestled, it's a banger. So, I mean, yeah. you could probably just catch a different show. Yeah, just go look up Joe versus Christian, and you can, you'll can you have a good time just watching that match. And it's funny, uh, the way I found this match to watch it uh, online, it was on like some random porn site that had all the TNA pay-per-views on there. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, off air we'll talk, but uh, yeah, there's always, there's a spot you can always watch it. But uh, no, it's just random as hell. It's just like, and like the ad at the beginning was like porn. And I was just like, all right, I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta watch this porn for so like you can five watch seconds. Oh my goodness, that's but just isn't that the funny first. though? It's hosted uh, on a porn site. Uh, Good shit. <laughs> shit okay that being said uh speaking of good shit let's talk about wwe elimination chamber 2012 um so we kind of scrambled like i was expecting this weekend to watch an mlw pay-per-view and when i realized it wasn't a pay-per-view i was like oh no we got we got to call a last minute audible so i was just like look let's go to 2012 and this will be uh, just so you guys know we're not going to follow 2012 as like a a storyline year 2002 wwe 2007 wwe and 2017 and those are the three years we're really trying to cover uh as far as nostalgia shows go but if we ever get in a bind like this again it will probably be with the 2012 era because there was some good stuff i mean on this show we got daniel bryan as the world heavyweight champion we got cm punk as the uh wwe champion and we're on the road to wrestlemania uh, for Cena versus Rock One, I believe. Yep. So yeah, I mean, there's a lots of really good twice shit in a lifetime. There. Yeah. Twice in a lifetime. Yeah, this is still in their marketing as once in a lifetime for sure. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought the opening package to the show was great. Not hype for Sheamus, and they seem to be uh, pushing him really hard on the on the on the poster, and then in this opening package, and he didn't even really have a match. It was really is weird. he injured or something? No, because he's on the show. He just didn't have a match. 
He's on the show. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right. So, yeah. So the opening match here, which I think is genius. All right. Before we even get to the show, I want to say that, like, the rundown of this card, the way the card was put together and whoever was producing the bell-to-bell action, the in-ring matches, deserves an award. This this was a really well-put-together show. And the bell-to-bell on the majority of it was pretty good. Um, there was one match that was trash, but we'll get to that. Um, well, I want probably because this is like the era that led Arn. into this like the good. This was leading into the good era of WWE, like yes. that 2013 to 16. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it was actually to like 2013 to 18. Yeah, yeah. I'd to say 18, that's, that yeah. was a f- good five year run there. The 18, yeah. 18 is when it really started kind of going downhill. Um, uh, yeah. That's uh, that that feels right. Let's uh, but let's get into the match here. It's the the first elimination chamber. It's the WWE Championship. Smart, right off the bat, get it out of the way. First match. Listen to these entrants, dude. Chris Jericho, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, R Truth, Kofi Kingston, CM Punk, all former world champions by 2022 at least. All of these guys have been world heavyweight champions, including R Truth as the NWA champion. So like. God, like kind of crazy, man. The open was a little sloppy um, with CM Punk kind of trying to get his his feet beneath him. And I've always said this about CM Punk, man. CM Punk can have amazing matches, but he can also have pretty mediocre matches, too. I do think that CM Punk, and this is not really a slight, but he's always as good as his dance partner. Um, and I'm not that's not to say that, like, the open was was bad um, with, with Kingston, but it, it got better as they got more people into it if that makes sense um kofi looked great for sure um i I thought ziggler looked awesome in this match came in like a madman they had a really great exchange with the three of them um great work right there in the first half of the match for sure our truth was even on point two we're still kind of like we're kind of getting in into the beginning of that almost main event level push he got there for a little bit um and I, and I was kind of, I'm kind of happy to see it. I, I'd forgotten a lot about this era, but it was, this match was great, man. It's one of the better chamber matches I've, we've covered at least for sure. Um, everybody got their shine. Everybody that lost had like a solid finish given to them. So no one really looked like really weak. Like it all looked, it was all very well booked in the match. Like the bell to bell was booked really well. Even commentary was great. JBL was on fire. Um, I loved it, man. Awesome chamber match. I gave it five solid beers. Great match. Ooh. Really enjoyed it. Great match. Where are you at on it? I'm not quite as high as you, but I want to go back to what you said about all the guys looking good and how it was booked well. That goes yes. back to me, that uh, X Division match on the Impact pay-per-view from a few week, from last week with Chris Bay, yeah. Jake something. Like, everybody looked good in that match. Yes. Like, even though yeah. people, you know, only there could only be one winner in a multi-man match like that. Yeah, good callback. You're it right. It was booked totally well. Right. Everyone got their shine. No one looked weak. And it was just fucking fantastic. R-Truth doing some crazy bumps. And so Kofi Kingston, too. And, dude, this version of the chamber, is it makes it's it so much more one. meaningful. It's, it's da- the perfect it's the, one. The risk of the danger, it's just... It and the pods so are a little more reinforced. It's not like the original one where they're like way too tall and like it's you could barely had any room up there. Everything felt yeah. that this was the right one. This is the oh yeah, this, this was, was the like yeah, this is the best version chamber. of the chamber. Yeah. yeah, and dude, just every time someone takes a bump on the metal, it's just like oh, it just has so much more impact. The Miz is so hateable during this era. This era, oh, this is right so after his good, world though. title run. But it's like so it's good. great. Like I hated it then, but when I look back, I'm like wow, like he was he was doing a good job. He was making me. Fucking pissed off. And Booker T on commentary, I forgot how good he was. I, like, he really wasn't good. I just thought he was hilarious on commentary. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
oh my god like oh i love when he would have the his fave five and it would change yeah. like throughout the night but he would Shucky still have Ducky, the fave quack, five. Quack, moment of smackdown oh yeah and shucky ducky quack quack you can not get over that but yeah i went four beers almost five beers so I, I can see why you went five, but I didn't quite go five. Four beers, still like probably one of the better chamber matches I've ever seen. Jericho, Dude, like yeah. everybody did a great job. Dude, everybody did great, man. Uh, maybe I think the reason why I block out some of this uh, era is because of how shitty that title looked, man. This is the worst. Re- it's the worst wrestling title of all time. This is I the hate worst the one. Belt. That's one of the I reasons hate I hated John I absolutely Cena. Hate I was like, it. he's I the reason that we have this it. stupid fucking belt, John yeah, Cena. The worst thing. The worst thing about, yeah, the absolute worst thing about it. Um, after the match, we got a recap of Santino winning the Battle Royal on SmackDown. Then he vomits some eggs. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the haha was there. Santino was over, no doubt about it. He was over. The crowd was into Santino Morella, and we'll get into that for sure. Um, and this is one of the, I guess it's just one of those times, you know what? Look, we're between Royal rumble. We're between mania. If you're going to give Santino a shine at a pay-per-view, one of these offshoots is a, probably the best time to do it. So I get that. He was over. People ate it up. They loved the segment. The whole crowd's laughing. It was what it was. The package for Cena and rock was really cool too. Um, yeah, man, it's wild, dude. It's crazy to think that rock and Cena has been 10 years ago now. Fucking wild, dude. Uh, yeah. So the next match here is the one that I was talking about that was just trash. Let's, um, let's don't skip over that uh, fucking promo, though, because during that uh, promo with the for the Rock and Cena, we got a fucking training montage at Cena's gym that we saw like pre in it, like an oh, NXT yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman Wait, Reigns, Xavier Woods, Big E. I think that was on the next one, wasn't it? Or that's later on in the show, isn't it? No, nah, that was the training was montage that that r- right after the chamber match, and then before the women's Is match. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'd written it down because I did. I was. It was. I did. It was weird because like pretty much all of the current main event guys are like in that package. Like, yeah, like literally. Them. Like I said, we got Roman Reigns at his yeah. gym, Xavier Woods, Big E, Seth yeah. Rollins, yeah. EC3, Tangaloa, yeah. and we yeah. got John Moxley there briefly. He yeah. Saw him briefly, and then uh, did I? Is there anybody else that I missed in there? Uh, Wade Barrett was in there. And Wade Barrett, and yeah. they saw a Big E had all the and records Gabriel, for like all the powerlifting records. Yeah. Like he said yeah. everything at the gym. Yeah. It's crazy because all those guys are either world champions or multi-time tag champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EC3, yeah. he was at least TNA world champion. So yeah, like, and, I mean, now, and now he's and now he's running, you know, uh, the Trump Trump Junior promotion. So well, that's what we've been hearing. So uh, we'll see how that actually turns out. You hear about you heard about Velveteen, Velveteen Velveteen Dream signing, right? Is he really signing? Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. No, it's a real so thing. So it's the yeah. cancel promotion, like Austin yeah. Aries, Flip Gordon. I bet. Velveteen uh, uh, Dream. I bet. Uh, Marty Skrull. Well, yeah, Marty Skrull is who I was thinking of. Yeah. He posted like a little clip with Flip Gordon recently, so. Put him in there, man. Put him in there. It's just like, hey, we'll if, co- if, we'll if you've it. ever done anything fucked up and you've been canceled, come wrestle for us. Honestly, I'm kind of there for that, actually. Like, let's see one of them, like, let, let's see somebody recover. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't, you can't let mistakes define you for your whole life. I get that. It is what it is. We'll, let's, let's see how it goes whenever. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Out, but let's don't go too speaking, far speaking off the trail of, again. Speaking of, of mistakes defining people, uh, we got God. Tamina, a green Tamina in this match here. It's, it's Tamina Snuka still at this point versus Beth Phoenix for the WWE Butterfly, I mean, Divas Championship. Uh, absolutely not. I, that's My first line is absolutely not. I fast forwarded the majority of the match. I worked. I watched it at time and a half. Uh, I, I like as soon as I saw Tamina's. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I was like, I'm not. Like I was already pissed that we had to like add this show, and I was like, I'm not. I'm just not gonna do it. So I literally, where I like normally do my equal sign for what the match is gonna be, I just put poor, poor Beth and a clown face. Um, yeah, hard pass. I just didn't. I mean, I could. I did like 
like unpause it from time to time and it was sloppy and shitty and bad. So I was, I was, I knew I was right for fast forwarding it. Uh, I'm just going to say dud to be nice. Um, what, what'd you think about this one? I didn't give it a dud, but it wasn't good. And it's funny that you said still the last name. Cause, um, my title says Tamina with the last name when people didn't know about the yeah. murder versus Beth Phoenix. Yeah. And yeah, it was not good. And Tamina has always been awkward in the ring. Always, always. Because she did not look good here. I thought like maybe she just like has got shittier over the years. Because some people do get shitty, but she was just never been good. Nope. And only thing I can say about this is it wasn't too long. Not enough. It's pretty short. And they oversold the Jimmy Snooker stuff on commentary. Like over fucking sold it. It was just Hated annoying it. as hell. And yeah, so I gave it a beer. That's it. Dud, dudzo for me. Not uh, you know, swig of beer. Beth Phoenix couldn't help it. She couldn't choose her opponent. I know. I did say poor, poor Beth, but it was what it was. Um, we did get a little shot of Jericho in the back, uh, getting checked out. Um, and then we get King thanking Nickelback for the theme song. So that oh, was a fuck. that was a that was a big gag. Uh, then we got Laurinaitis coming out, and we essentially get a SmackDown segment here on a pay per view. Um, it's just Laurinaitis comes out and gets interrupted by Alberto Del Rio. Another gag. Uh, then we get Mark Henry who comes out and then we essentially get a set, like a segment and like Christian, Christian comes, comes out, out too. and it's all like, uh, like it felt like this should be on TV and this was still pay-per-view. Like this is before the network. This is pay-per-view and this Some was like a raw like, $50. Dude, this, this was shit. a 20 minute segment. Yeah. Like this is a, this is, this took place of a, in like, this was a match should, could have been here. Um, it, it bad. It was bad. Then we get uh, like even more backstage stuff, a segment for Santino training. That was funny. Um, then we get a big show promo cause we need more talking at that point. Um, and it was, that was the promo was not bad. It was not, not a bad promo. I could see where he was at. He's like, you know, I need to prove myself, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I agree. And I thought, I thought it was well delivered. Then we get the next elimination chamber. This time it's for the world heavyweight championship. Our entrance in this one are the great Kali, Cody Rhodes, um, Santino Morella. Daniel Bryan, Big Show, and Wade Barrett. Why they chose Show and Barrett to start the match seems a little stupid. Dude, um, my exact fucking notes, dude. Like, you could have, should have definitely had Cody and Barrett start the match. I feel like that would have been, you could have had a really good solid five minutes of good re- bell-to-bell wrestling. And Okay, I will, that being said, Show, this is probably one of Show's best bell-to-bell performances I had seen for this extended period, like, how long that he was in the match, like for a long big show match. He really, there were not, there were no, there were no big show botches. There were botches in this match, but there were no big show botches. And that's rare. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. There were not, there was not one. And it was, dude, this is a long match. And he, like, I, I honestly felt like big show looked like a main eventer in this match. Sometimes he's like, we all say like big shows, a hit or miss guy, this match, just this match. He was a hit. Like he was good in this match for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say that like Wade and Cody bumped like madmen for Big Show too, and that definitely like helped a lot. Uh, I did like that Santino got like a quick pop from the comedy angle, and then pretty much kind of laid out for the majority of the eliminations. I thought that was smart. Um, I don't know. I, I I felt like bell to bell again. This one was booked really well. I thought you know Big Show kind of breaking into um the the pod was cool i thought that double suplex that wade and cody gave a uh, show on the steel was sick that was just oh yeah that thick one for sure i love that kali got in to just knock down people poorly and just immediately got eliminated i thought that was awesome uh, i really did like that actually 
Um, yeah, I mean, I thought overall this was pleasantly surprised me. I mean, Cody going out to Santino hurt my feelings, uh, but he sold it well and kind of got his heat back right away. And so that's okay. Uh, the crowd popped super loud for it too. So, you know, you got to give the people what they want. And if, if Santino is the hot gimmick, funny, haha guy right now, that's okay. Um, the belt to bell was pleasantly surprising, including from Santino. I thought he wrestled well too, when it came down to him and Brian, um, I mean, although I will say that by the time – I don't know if – I'm fine with him being in the final three, like if, if you want to keep the, the crowd into it and get those pops. But really when it comes down to like him in the last two, it's like – at that point you know. Like you know what I mean? It's like you know that that's not – you know, it's like there, there's no – I don't know. It was a very good match. Not as good as the first one, but still very, very good. I give it three and three-quarter beers. Um, so almost four beers, almost great, but very good. Um, I mean – the only thing that irks me is that this is the second Elimination Chamber match on the show, and there's two Elimination Chambers and no title changes. And that's just kind of a, not a good way to book your show, especially when it's called Elimination Chamber, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and then we also got Sheamus. That's when Sheamus comes out and gives, like, Brian the Emerald Fusion. The dude's on the poster, and he literally just comes out and, like, plants Daniel Bryan, and that's it. That's all he does on the whole show. Um, I don't know. Feels like bad promo there. Uh, what do you think about the match, though? Honestly, I did not think it as good as you thought it was. I went right in the middle. I thought it was a three beer chamber match. No way. Just because I'm going on chamber. I'm rating this against other chamber matches kind of too, because that's, we've been in chamber season kind of, if you want to say that. Yeah. And like you said, dude, Big Show and Barrett was the most poor choice to start the match out because it was just not exciting. It was slow. Uh And then like, even when Cody got in there, it was still kind of slow. Like, oh, I disagree. I thought it was great. Just it did, once uh, they got four people in there, that's when it really picked up to for Six, me. Yeah, and I like the change of pace with the Santino stuff. It wasn't really what I wanted at the moment for the match, but I kind of like it. It worked, and dude, like you said, that bump with the Big Show and the Steel Great, it fucking yeah, bent it. yeah, that hurt me. And the match was going on for a while, and then it was going to like. It was like the last two or three, and then the Great Khali's thing came out, and I said, "Fuck, I forgot the Great Khali was in this." And I was like, at least his song's a banger. His song is a banger. You got to give him that. And, yeah, it was great. I fucking I love that one. The, the the song he was using at this moment, his other his when he was a heel, it wasn't as good. But when he was doing the Punjabi Playboy, he had a tight ass song. <laughs> but I did like how, just like you said, he came in there, did a couple poor like head chops and head butts, and then immediately got eliminated to by the Big Show. He did a nice like fast, agile elbow like running off the yeah. ropes and stuff like big Joe was really, yeah. really working his ass off in That's this what match. I'm saying. bumps, giving shit, like really get, getting it in. And yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Like I said, average three beers. There's been way worse chamber matches and there's been way better ones. This was, you Agreed. know, I don't know, it was pretty good. Agreed. Agreed. See, I mean, I went three and three quarters. I feel like you could have done yeah, not, a little better than yeah, average, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so we got Seamus, you know, coming out and dropping Am- Daniel Bryan with the Emerald fusion. Then we get Swoggle and Natalia in the back doing a promo about cheese. Uh, and, of course, that leads to Teddy Long scheduling a match between Swagger and Gabriel. Um, so that whole thing was awful. Uh, and the match here is Jack Swagger versus Justin Gabriel for the WWE United States Championship. It seems like you could have spared some TV time to make this a bigger deal. Uh, but I Dude, digress. they had that 20-fucking-minute promo of bullshit, and this could have been know, an actual match. Saying. Yeah, I mean, the match isn't bad, but there's no crowd reaction and there's no story. Uh, I mean, it's this is a dark match level as far as crowd interest. And I mean, uh, I get that it's supposed to be a down match between, like, you know, the chamber and the main event. But 
Again, I digress. Uh, the belt to bell was solid for like a Raw or SmackDown level match, but nothing special and definitely not good enough to be on um, a pay-per-view. It was not bad. It was just super bland. I needed some more salt and pepper. It was just like plain-ass chicken breast. Like, it was a good chicken breast, I guess, but there was just nothing on it. Um, I, I gave it a beer and a half. Um, <sighs> where you at on it? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I also gave it a beer and a half. Crazy, because that's such a random-ass rating to give that's something. But, yeah, yeah. But I did give it a beer and a half. And, dude, commentary the whole time just talked about, like, Jerry Lawler dating young girls and Michael Cole winning at WrestleMania. That's They ha- they didn't care about this match because this match didn't fucking matter. There were some cool little moves in the match. And, like, like yeah. the execution, the work rate wasn't bad. Swagger yeah, was bad real stiff. He was yeah. real stiff here, giving some hard-ass shit. And then it just, like, suddenly ended, and I was like, uh okay that was fucking underwhelming like swagger's always stiff by the way he's still stiff to this day i mean i've never liked swagger but this i mean he wasn't bad in this match and yeah. gabriel is one of those like underrated guys who yeah i agreed just i don't know he's, he's ricochet uh, great hopefully belt he comes back with the new roh because ter- that's where charisma. he was working before you know yeah because he, he was dude, he was working for lucha underground and was doing some really sick shit for them and then he broke both of his ankles skydiving i remember and was like <laughs> real fucked up for a while what a fucking idiot all right i know or no he was doing parkour skydiving some stupid shit i don't know but uh hopefully to see uh pj black as he goes by now out there maybe soon with the new ring of honor when it comes back or somewhere because he's a good wrestler nah he's got to be like in his 40s at this point too he could just be done uh, yeah. maybe he'll uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe teach some flips yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, so after that, we got a promo for The Rock and Cena and Mania. And then we get a package for Kane and Cena and um, the ambulance match. Listen, I get it. You feed Cena a monster in an aggressive-style gimmick match to boost him for the loss to The Rock and Mania. It's old-school pro wrestling booking, and I get it. I I do. I will say I had completely forgotten about the Eve, Zack Ryder, and like a it, with neck brace storyline. I'd forgotten Dude, all about that. I man. remember watching this storyline play out like why actually I, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. Raw and stuff at this time, but I didn't realize it was part of this feud. It was a repressed memory. Like I'd forgotten about it. And then as soon as I saw that ambulance segment and Eve kissed Cena, I was like, oh, I remember it like flooded all back. Like, yeah, I remember, I remember ordering this fucking uh, I ordered the pay-per-view like Rock versus Cena. The first one I ordered. It. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I always watch Mania. Oh, I mean, no matter. I mean, even when even in years that I didn't really watch wrestling, I watched Mania. Um and yeah, did you just, notice? Did you you notice they said this multiple times? Said this is the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. But now they're building they're billing Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Does it just depend on what year it is if it's the biggest match of all time? Well, I, I mean, do if you not think, think okay. I, I mean, well, I think it's generational too. I think people, Dude. I think people in their twenties could honestly believe that Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns could be just as big, if not bigger, than John Cena versus The Rock. I do genuinely believe that Hogan rock is probably the biggest mania match of, <sighs> well, we're going to talk about that during WrestleMania season. You, you, you better damn believe it. That's going to happen. Uh, that's on the book. Oh, we're going to have sure. to definitely do a little list show of ranking our top favorite WrestleMania matches. But yeah, we could do that as well. We got some, we got some, some good plans for some lists here coming up soon. We're going to throw those at you after WrestleMania season for sure. 
but let's get into the match here. It's Kane versus John Cena in an ambulance match. Uh, I'm going to keep this real short and sweet. It's a, it's just a big brawl. That's what it is. It's not bad, but it's not my style at all. It's well done for what it was. The big bump off the, off the ambulance looked good. They, the production team did a good job with it. Um, yeah, it's just not my cup of tea, man. That being said, uh, I went right down the middle with it. I didn't really care for it, but I completely understood the booking for it to make John Cena look big for the mania main event. Uh, I gave it three beers right down the middle. Uh, what'd you think about Kane versus Cena? I'm very, very close to you. I went 2.75, two and three quarter beers, almost three beers. And this this match, like during the PG era, a match like this without blood, it yeah. just, it's less impactful. It I just agree. seems kind of like, I agree. Because I'm back, I'm used to how we are now. Like when, if it's a serious match, there's going to be fucking blood. And as well, there all should. Yeah. Crazy bumps of this crazy, all these steps and stuff, and using a wheelchair as a fucking weapon, like hitting, yeah. hitting your opponent in the face of the wheelchair, and there's no blood. Even with Kane wearing a mask, he's been in first blood matches wearing a mask. Yeah. I mean. Oh, but Kane's gotten really good color under a mask before. Like, it's happened. He knows how to do it. Yeah, I've uh, seen great – like, doesn't – mask does not hinder blood. All I'm saying is that just <sighs> kind of lame. And then whenever he put Kane in the wheelchair and shoved him into the production equipment, that was one of the lamest things I've ever seen in my life. It was so weak. It was almost as weak as the finish of Kurt Angle and Scott Steiner. I was just like – what are y'all doing here? Come on now. Let's go ahead and take it home. So fucking lame. Yeah, but 2.75 beers. Twice in a lifetime. Twice in a this. lifetime, yeah. I always say that because they build this as once in a lifetime, and then like two years later, happened again. But uh, yeah, uh, Kane uh, is not very popular recently, but this is his tweets there on the internet saying some crazy shit. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, he didn't really say that crazy as shit though. Like, I mean, like, I don't even under, like, I don't even understand why he's getting poo pooed on. Like he's, it's, he's not, he's not definitely not like supporting Russia or anything. It's like, if you look at the tweet, he's just saying like, he's saying everything that you would expect a Republican to say. Like, and he's not even being like egregious. Like he's not, uh, I mean, I feel like he, he straight up said like, we're not, don't send troops. It's not our war. Don't get involved. Like, and then, like, the, he replied to that tweet with this one, and then Hangman Adam Page quoted that one, and it's like, oh, okay, come on, guys. What is it? What does well, it matter? I, all I'll like, say is, uh, fuck Kane and his uh, crazy libertarian bullshit, and uh, I like Hangman no, Adam Page. He's a good, he's a good wrestler. I will, I will not say that. I will definitely not say that. I will. You heard it first from Wex breaking the Lawson. That's fine. That's fine. I don't, uh, I don't associate with the poor people. Um, let's keep it rolling here though. Let's talk about what we got on the schedule. I mean, I, I think that you got to give it to the elimination chamber, right? Like it's gotta be a hundred percent dude. Elimination chamber, 2012. Like you said, a last minute thing. I didn't know what to expect, but we came in and got a really fucking good show. Oh yeah. 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 Last minute. Like I'm glad that we added it. I'm glad that was the one for sure. Um, I'm excited though. We, we've got a ton of really cool shit coming up as well. Uh, unanimous decision here though. For this kayfabe comparison, it's got to be Elimination Chamber 2012. I would say the matches to watch are the two Elimination Chamber matches. Like, those are the two good ones. First one, for sure, is the better one. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say watch both. I enjoy both of them. Yeah, like, even the worst matches on the Chamber are way better than the worst matches on oh, Destination way X. Way better. Yeah, yeah. Way, way better, for sure. And they're both sure. gimmick And they're both gimmick match-centric shows. But WWE... In 2012, was doing a better job than TNA in 2007. They really were. They really were doing it better. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of companies that are just doing it better, next week we're finally covering a new AEW pay per view. I'm very excited. Tony Khan just announces that he's bought in, he's bought in Ring of Honor, and now we have AEW Revolution. The name of the pay per view is Revolution. Do you think we're going to see like 
some Ring of Honor guys just pop up. I, I think it's going to happen. I mean, you never know. So never speaking know. of AEW Revolution, are you ready to do your predictions, your picks for the upcoming pay-per-view? Yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's get into the picks for this uh, this coming pay-per-view. All right, so uh, what do we got? Give get, me the card, let's baby. Let's get right into it. First match we got on the card: Jake Cargill versus Tay Conti for the TBS title. Uh, still Jade. I, I think I, I don't. I don't think it's time for them to take it off of her yet. Although I do like Tay Conti, and I think she's probably the most improved wrestler uh, on the women's roster since the inception until now. I think if you watch her matches from two or three years ago till now, she's worlds better. Um, I think that she deserves to be in that title picture for sure. I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Jake Cargill. It's, it's way too early to have her lose it. It's going to be a big deal, a big feud, a big match, not something that's built over like a few weeks when she loses her title. It's not going to It's yeah. gonna be more impactful. So, yeah, I agree, I agree with you. So the ne- other next match, a trios match, the AHFO uh, featuring Matt Hardy, Andrade El Idolo, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara. I, I I'm really upset that the TNT Championship is not being. I, I'm just not happy with this booking here, and, and I, I I feel like it's not fair for us to say, you know, AEW AEW AEW. Like this is lazy booking here. Like this is not this is not the best way to use Darby. It's not the best way to use. There, something better could have happened here. Maybe a four way for the CNT title. Even if you don't want to take it off Sammy, it would have been a much better match. Um, even if it was like Sammy versus Darby versus Andrade versus somebody else, maybe even a surprise entrant. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is a miss. I, I don't I don't like this, but I will side with the baby faces. I think Sammy and Darby and Sting get it. I agree that it's not the best booking, but I disagree on the pick. I'm going to go the Hills because it's not a title match. Nah. And we got the incoming, the incoming of Tony you know, Khan's a babyface guy. He's not a heel guy. But I don't know. I just see I see them getting the victory here because that's not going to hurt the baby faces, but it'll still give these guys a victory. But moving on, uh, the next match is a three-way Tag team match for the world heavyweight tag team titles. Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. I am going to go. Oh, this is tough. This is a tough one. It is. Because I have my original choice and then I changed I'm it. Going with Red Dragon. Going with Red <laughs> Dragon. I, I think Jurassic, I think it's time for Jurassic to drop it. They've had him for a while now time for them to drop them um i don't think the bucks get them back right away i think it makes more sense for dragon and bucks to feud um i think it's dragon okay that was actually my initial pick but i feel like jurassic express is going to keep the titles they're going to retain but red dragon is going to somehow cost the young bucks from winning the titles leading into their feud or vice versa one of the two but i don't see i feel like there's no feud without the titles I feel like, like, like that's not an, I mean, it's a, it's no, a three-way match. The, so there's like, the whole, there's no, no, there's the whole Adam Cole thing and the whole elite. And no, there's, there's already a great storyline going there, but I, I mean, I'm going to get, I'm going to stick with Jurassic Express, even though my first pick is Red Dragon. I see where you're going, but I went in a different direction, but right. I'm going to stick with the, the, the J.E. All right. Okay. So our next matchup, John Moxley versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. It better be Brian Danielson. It should be Brian Danielson and it better be Brian Danielson. 
If they put John Moxley over Brian Danielson, I will again say this is bad booking. It's just not smart decision. Well, I'm picking the not smart decision, and I'm thinking John Moxley is going to win this one, and that's going to lead to the gaining the respect from Brian Danielson to start their little faction. You think they're going to start a faction? Yeah. As baby faces? No, as heels. As heels. Yeah. So who else? Like I know I know we're spinning here, but who gives a shit? Who no, else? Are, do you think? They've already done it. They got they said they're going to get Lee Moriarty and uh, Daniel Garcia and whoever else. They're going to be like a, you know, like a pure wrestling type of faction. They already they need, one, they need one. They need one more older guy. I know. I, I mean, I've seen those promos, but it's like I, I, I bring in those, Cesaro. I don't know. That could work. Bring in that could work actually. Actually, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, or or Gargano. Yeah, great, perfect. We're, hey, come on, Tony, you're listening to the podcast. We're giving you some ideas. Yeah. But all right, moving on. Uh, a match that I'm actually looking forward to. It's going to be pretty sick. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Jericho, but he fer- he turns full heel. I'm going Eddie Kingston. I mean, they've been teasing this this actual heel turn for a while, and I think this is this is. I mean, Jericho. I mean, he's he still going to turn heel, but I think Eddie Kingston's going to win, and then some. No. You know, get his heat back. I think Jericho needs the win actually more than Eddie does right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but I'm going Eddie. You got Jericho, so we got some some good. Oh, we've got we got tons. Of, yeah, yeah. All right, great. So the face of the Revolution ladder match for a shot at the TNT Championship. All, all, all the participants so far are Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, Wardlow, uh, Ricky Starks, uh, I mean, it's and Keith, Lee. One, Keith Lee's going to win, but yeah. Okay, and there's somebody else uh, that has a qualifying match. Like It's like Ethan Page and somebody else has a qualifying matter. match on Rampage or whatever, so I don't know who else is going to be in Keith it. Lee. I'm going Wardlow as the winner. It's Keith Lee. They're gonna, they're gonna Wardlow keep, and they're gonna keep teasing this whole thing with Wardlow until it becomes an MJF thing. So that's well, that, not gonna happen. Is, t- well, that's kind of where I'm going with this because on Dynamite he was like, "All right, if you if you win the TNT Championship, I'll let you keep it." And then they got into an argument, and then he slapped him, and the, he like he, MJ, he said he goes, "Well, I'm too busy losing as I'm helping you win," and then MJF slaps him, and we'll get into it when I pre- predict them when I predict uh another match. But uh, yeah, I got Wardlow. You got Keith Lee. So the next match, Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the women's world championship. Britt Baker. I'm going Thunder Rosa and I'm saying it's going to end with a Jamie hater turn. Nah, it's Britt Baker. They've been, te- they've been teasing it slightly. If you, if you look at her facial expressions, but uh, you got, all right, good. We're all fucking different. Baker. I got Rosa. All right. So CM Punk versus MJF. MJF. I'm going Punk since MJF won the first one. And I'm saying this is going to end with a full Ward, Wardlow face turn MJF breakup. Nah, not yet. They're still teasing it. I know everyone thinks that's going to happen, but that's not what's going to happen. <sighs> but when it happens, we're never going to know because they tease it so much. We're like, uh, uh, nah, nah. Nah, they're uh, going to drag nah. this motherfucker on for at least a year, bro. And that's fine. <sighs> I think it's fine. Okay, but all right, I'm going Punk. You're going Wardlow, dude. We're di- so it doesn't matter at this point. And then the main event, Hangman, Adam Page versus Adam Cole, baby. I want to hear yours first. I'm going with Adam Cole. Yeah, me too. With interference. He's me winning too. the title. 
Me too. I think I think I think they pull the trigger on him. I really do. I think they pull the trigger on him. You think it's going to be a Red Dragon, Adam Cole, undisputed, all the titles again? I think that's how I think that's how the the show ends with them doing maybe even their hand. I don't know if you can trademark a hand gesture. I don't know you. I don't think you can because everybody's doing the two sweet. So I think they could do the UE. I really do think they could get away with it. Maybe they'll debut like something new for their new name for the new faction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. All right, so that's that's because that was my initial thinking with that pick for Red Dragon. Then I went Jurassic Express, but we're on the same page for the main event. So all right, all of our picks are different. I guess we'll check next week when we do our review of the show and see who has the most picks right. Because at anybody, it could be anybody's game at this point. Yeah, I'm excited. There's a ton to go back and forth on. It's going to be up in the air for sure. Uh, I'm going to try to be live tweeting as much as I can. I will be in, on vacation in Florida, so. Um, Actually, to be honest, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to watch it live, which is sad. But um, it is what it is. Um, I'm excited. We are going to be covering that against WWE's No Way Out from 2007. I will let you know that, again, because I'm going on vacation, I've already started to watch that show as well. Um, And it's not as bad as it sounds on paper, if that makes sense. Um, Now, I will say the gimmicks, the background stuff, not great. The writing and the storylines, not great. Uh, but some of the uh, some of the bell to bell, pretty great. So uh, if, th- if that says anything, uh, and then two weeks from now, it's the Baker's Dozen with Mr. Jesse Baker hosting and Jesse Butler, uh, one of the originators of Southern Underground Pro or SUP for short, is going to be his guest. I am hype for that, bro. How you feeling about AEW versus No Way Out and also having Jesse Butler at, on the Baker's Dozen in the next two weeks? Definitely excited for that No Way Out, that 07 WWE. Like you said, the writing's questionable. Uh, as you can see, TNA 07, they were trying to kind of be in that same lane, that same vein. So it's going to be very uh, interesting when it comes to them storylines. And the Baker's Dozen, Jesse and Jesse, you know, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic show. Both great yeah. guys. Uh, AE, double S. to hear uh, – some more insight on old Jesse Butler. Uh, I know him yeah. vaguely, not very well, but uh, he's a good guy in the wrestling community. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited. Uh, if you don't know who Jesse Butler is, go ahead and Google it, man. If you don't know what Southern Underground Pro is, you've been missing out for years because that is probably one of the better indie promotions. Um, yeah, they got a and, show coming up in April, and I think yes. this is going to be Jesse's last show working for them as kind of a send-off podcast interview-type yeah. beat. Yeah, which is awesome, man. I, I know it's a that's a good thing for both sides. So I'm really excited to see what's what's up and coming for Jesse Butler. Uh, it's gonna be great, man. Um, and I, I, the rumor has it that Mr. Jesse Baker himself, uh, the patron saint of the Rock Block, might actually be on our show next week as well. Um, I'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent certain on that, but he might be joining us. We might have the whole Trinity covering uh, that AEW and No Way Out show. Uh, but yeah, you know what? That's gonna do it for us this week. Um, you can always find the show at kfabe.com on all the socials, except for the TikTok. You can find it at kfabe.com pod there. Uh, Mr. Wex breaking the Lawson is doing his damnedest to keep us up to date on all the socials, and I am very appreciative of that. Um, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. I'm pretty quiet, man. I'm an old man. I got two kids. I'm just trying to sell some houses and write some songs. Uh, my band, The Far Between, is actually brand new, though. If you want to go give us a follow, you can always find the, that band at The Far Between band everywhere um yeah wex give them the script baby where can they find you you can always find your boy wex breaking the lawson at wex breaking the lawson on all your social medias and of course you know a little bit little lay low on facebook but uh 
Uh, I'm gonna be back on TikTok soon more. I've been only fucking with the kayfabe TikTok. I re get, got back into my account again recently, so I might post some more uh, rafts and stuff, some skateboarding stuff. Uh, you know, be on the lookout for more content on the internet. We're ready to get engaged, ready to have some fun for some wrestling. I'm excited about it, man. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're excited. That's gonna do it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.